Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are locked on, Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com and CBSSports.com networks. And I hope you enjoyed your first of many football-free weekends. We're going to continue today with our position-by-position review of the team with the inside linebackers. But first, I'd like to remind you to check out the rest of the great Locked On podcast network, which includes Locked On NFL Locked on NFL Draft, and Locked on Fantasy. And, of course, head over to my website, PackReport.com. Over there, I've got my annual grading on a salary cap curve series. And last week, Keith Rording posted his 22nd annual Packer Report Awards. And as soon as the NFL announces who's going to the scouting combine, my scouting combine research series will debut. I've got the quarterbacks. Cornerbacks and running backs in pretty good order, but I, mean, I don't know who's all going, so I might probably have to tack on a few guys. But I've been knee-deep into that, and it's a long, long process, probably 20, 30 minutes per player. So I hope that gives you some sort of appreciation for researching about 325 players who will be invited to the Combine. It's always a fun series to do. It's a beyond-the-X's-and-O's stuff. It leads off with, with player stats. But it's a lot of uh, personal history stuff in there, too, and it's interesting as you get a bunch of... Uh, receipts in my mailbox from people subscribing for the, to read the series. And last year, there were three people with NFL team addresses. I will not name where those teams came from, but I don't know if they're scouts or if they're uh, background sort of people, but even some teams subscribed to read the, uh, to read the Scouting Combine research series. So it's, it's a lot of good stuff. And I'll get into, you know, 40-yard times and all that stuff down the road. But to me, this time of year, it's about getting to know, A, who's a productive player, but B, you know, the guys behind the face mask. And that will debut as soon as the NFL announces who is going to the Combine. I'm hoping that's this week because they're running out of time. We're about, what, two and a half weeks away from this year's Combine. And with that, let's get into the inside linebackers. And I feel like it's going to be just like every other draft for the last few years. We're going to go ahead in the draft saying Green Bay could really use an upgrade at inside linebacker. And I think it's true. I thought the best of the bunch was Jake Ryan. I think he's pretty underrated. I know Bob McGinn in his, in his player grades um, wasn't too high on Jake. Bob described him as, Ryan did little to dispel the idea that the Packers didn't have a top flight inside linebacker. He just doesn't have the size, the speed, the athleticism, and the instincts to be a special player. As a stopgap, Ryan has been adequate. You know, I don't necessarily agree with that. Now, my contention on Ryan if you gave him a true three-down linebacker next to him, that he'd be pretty good. If you I mean if you just look at the stats, Ryan's stats are pretty good. Despite missing two games, he finished second on the team with 84 tackles. He led the team with 6.65 snaps per tackle. Now tackles are one thing. I mean, I think I should. Yeah, I recall a lot of the conversation about AJ Hawk, especially as AJ got. 
up in years for Green Bay. That Okay, he's got a lot of tackles. But all those tackles are six yards past the line of scrimmage. I heard that a thousand times. Sometimes it says eight yards past the line of scrimmage. But not that, not that's not true with Ryan, though. And this is why I think he's a pretty, a pretty good player. I've gone into this stat from stats called Stuffs before. Stuffs are a tackle at or behind the line of scrimmage on a running play. Ryan finished 19th in the league with eight of them. Not good enough for you? Pro Football Focus has a stat called run stops, and I've talked to you about that before. It is basically it's the same as Green Bay's win-loss percentage when they when they grade players. It's a first and ten play that holds it to three yards or less. It's a second down play that holds it to um it's a second down, it's a second down play that gains less than half of the remaining yardage. So say it's second and seven. If they gain three, uh, that'd be a victory because it's less than half. Then it's any third down tackle that prevents a first down. Ryan had 26 stops last year. 26 run stops, according to Pro Football Focus. And that was sixth out of their 60 inside slash middle linebackers. You know, three, four inside, four, three middle linebacker. Six out of 60 who played 120 snaps against the run. That's pretty good production, right? So again, here's a guy who missed two games. He's second on the team in tackles, leads the team in snaps per tackle, and is six out of 60 inside-slash-middle linebackers in run stop percentage. That is good defense. Now, is he a three-down player? No. I mean, should he be matched up against a top-flight pass-catching running back? No. And that's why I think if they could get a... And I think we all had high hopes uh, about Blake Martinez. And, you know, may, maybe he will be that guy. He certainly wasn't this year. We'll get into Blake here shortly. But if you can get that coverage guy, a three-down guy in here, so Ryan can play first and second down, I think Green Bay's running defensive... I think Green Bay's would be perfectly set at inside linebacker. Nonetheless, his pass stats... Weren't awful. He had a 74.1% completion rate, which is pretty much on par with Green Bay's linebackers. That, that's not great, obviously. But he's the best of the bunch with, according to Pro Football Focus again, with 6.48 yards per target, 0.69 yards per snap in coverage, and 12.8 snaps per reception. Not many Other than the, he played good run defense, but a lot, not a lot of splash plays. Otherwise, no turnovers. No sacks, one and a half hurries, and he blitzed a fair amount as, as Capers likes to do with his inside linebackers. So, you know what? I think Ryan is fine. Get him somebody better to play with, you're set. I mean, you don't need a couple all pros and inside linebacker. I mean, you just need, you need some good players. And I feel like we're going to be going to the draft saying, boy, you could use an inside linebacker because Blake Martinez, you know, they, they drafted Jake Ryan, fourth round in 2015. Blake Martinez, fourth round in 2016. Martinez, I thought he had a really strong training camp. I just thought he faded. The longer the season went on, and I'm talking even pre-knee injury, I just thought he'd, I thought his play trailed off. He finished fourth on the team with 62 tackles. Excuse me, fifth on the team with 62 tackles. His tech rate was 7.06. I 
snaps per tackle. Remember, Ryan was at 6.65. He had three stuffs well behind Ryan's eight. But he's also pretty effective against the run, too. 21 run stops, according to Pro Football Focus. Now, the aforementioned 60 inside middle linebackers that ranked 12. So he's pretty darn good there. I thought, I thought he tackled better than maybe I thought he would. I remember, again, going through training camp. Those guys just don't tackle anybody ever. I mean, they're so worried about getting guys hurt. They, if there's not a whole lot of tackling, there's, there's, you know, they call it thud where you, you, you hit someone, you wrap up, but you don't bring anybody to the ground. So I, I, was, I was impressed from that perspective. And where I thought Martinez would be better was in pass coverage. I mean, if you just look, he was a, a three-down linebacker at Stanford. The Pac-12 is a lot of spread offense. So there's a lot on Martinez at Stanford. And he tested very well athletically in the change of direction stuff, where I thought he'd be better in coverage than he was. But he was not. And, you know, maybe again, maybe he'll get better in this as he goes down the road. Um, his 73.0% completion rate, similar to Ryan, 7.35 yards per target. That's about a yard more than Ryan was. I thought he got burned by misdirection too much. I thought I got suckered far too often, especially for a guy from Stanford who's supposed to be smart and is me. You talk to the guy, he's clearly smart. I thought he just got fooled way too often. Maybe he's just overthinking out there and he'll be fine in the long run. But he was not fine in that phase of the game as a rookie. And then he, he just got to tackle better too. Go back to that playoff game against the Giants. He gets beat down the middle by tight end Will Ty. Should be a gain of 15. But he misses the tackle and turns into a gain of 34 or something like that. So, burned too often in a misdirection. Missed too many tackles. The jury's definitely going to be out on him. And Green Bay's going to have to figure out if, if he and Ryan are really the answer and if Martinez can take his game to another level. Or if they're going to have to go out and get another inside linebacker. In order to get more speed in the field, Green Bay went to Joe Thomas. And what a story Thomas is. 2014, undrafted rookie from South Carolina State. Gets hurt in camp, and that's that, basically. 2015, doesn't make the team. You probably know all this stuff, but just in case you don't. Doesn't make the team and gets cut. Dallas picks him up and puts him on their practice squad. A couple weeks in the season, Green Bay plays Seattle. They beat the Seahawks. But Clay Matthews doesn't rush the pass race single time because they need him to play pass coverage. And at that point, the Packers figure out, well, hell, we can't, we, can't, we can't do this. We need a guy who can play coverage. So they grab Thomas off of Dallas' practice squad and put, him on the act, and put him right on the active roster. He immediately becomes their dime inside linebacker, you know, their, their pass coverage guy. And played pretty well there last year. And he enters this season winning that role again. It was interesting. Blake Martinez was the dime guy like forever. All the training camp, the preseason. Week one of the regular season comes around. It's, it's Joe Thomas. I mean, before you know it, Thomas becomes, <laughs> Thomas becomes the linebacker. Um, part of that is they needed more speed in the field. Part of that's the, you know, the, the not good enough play from, from Martinez. Ultimately, Thomas spends up playing a 
unit high 632 snaps. For comparison, Ryan played 559 and Martinez 438. During the last eight games of the regular season, he played 100% of the snaps in four of them. He had a late season back injury, otherwise he'd have been up around, geez, 95% over those last eight games. He's 227 pounds, I mean, that's just not big enough. But, he also had finished with 77 tackles, fourth in the team, recovered one fumble. Now, while Thomas, excuse me, while Ryan especially, and even Martinez finished high in those impact tackles, Thomas did not. Thomas had one stuff and 15 run stops. Remember, Ryan had eight and 26, and Martinez had three and 21. So not enough impact tackles, but certainly Thomas has a role in this team going forward. He's a, he's a good player. He's smart. He's athletic. I mean, he just can't be. He just can't be an every down guy at 227 pounds. He gets taken for a ride too often. He missed eight tackles. So did Martinez. Ryan missed six. No sacks, two hurries as a pass rusher. And if you look at the stats from pro, fo- from pro Football Focus, his coverage numbers are pretty terrible. But I think that's because he was asked to do more than those other guys were too. He ends up allowing 80% completions. 80. Terrible. But I think in a role... In a much more pared down role, I, I think you're. I think if you package, you probably feel pretty good about Thomas going forward. Whether it's being the guy as the dime guy, or 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 a matchup, a, a weekly matchup kind of guy, or or whatever. I, I think you feel pretty good about Thomas having a role going forward. I, he just can't be though playing ninety five percent of the snaps on the stretch. I mean, he is just he's just not cut out for that. But in his place and in specific games, I think Thomas brings some real value to this team. And last and least, Jordan Tripp. Packers signed him on December 14th. Didn't play from scrimmage. Showed some uh, showed some value on special teams, though. So. He'd one tackle in two regular season games, then four more in the playoffs. An intriguing guy. I remember, I remember thinking very highly of him entering the 2014 draft. And, of course, I'm going to be wrong here because Green Bay is his fourth team in a, in a few years. But he's a fifth-round pick that year. He started a couple games, one for Jacksonville and one for Seattle. But he's 6'3", 234. So, I mean, he's, he's got to bulk up some. But he's got some nice got some nice size to him. An inside linebacker, everyone talks about 40-yard times, and, that, and that's all well and good. But the key number for the for the inside linebacker groups that you look for at the combine is the twenty yard shuttle, and that measures your change of abil- change of direction agility. In the twenty fourteen combine, he ran his twenty yard shuttle in three point nine six seconds. That was beaten by only one defensive player in the entire draft, and that was a safety. So there's some big time athleticism. You like six three for getting in passing lanes. So we'll see. I think he's definitely worth a long look. This offseason, if nothing else, he brings some value on special teams, but I think he's worth a long look on defense to see if he can help you out there. And that will do it for this episode of Locked On Packers. Thank you, as always, for listening. I truly appreciate it. We'll do cornerbacks tomorrow and safeties on Wednesday, special teams on Thursday, and then we're going to go pretty much full-time into the NFL draft and for agency and looking ahead 
2017. Once again, thank you for listening. Have a great day. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.